how much how, singing, right? Just mm. just gets everything out of your soul. Do you find the same thing? Like if you're feeling like really you'd like, blech, you can just be like just belt out your favorite songs, show tunes. So I don't, I'm I'm not, I'm not a singer. No, I'll probably sing more. Um, like that's you know I probably the opposite kind of expression. I like start singing Radiohead or something like that. Like put Radiohead on the car. I'm like, <laughs> hey, but still singing. It's still an expression of emotion. Exactly right. Be it Radiohead or show tunes. Show tunes. Yes, and welcome back bam, to bam, bam, the Rank Tank. I am Rob. <laughs> I am Liam. Well, the Rank Tank. The Rank Tank, where we f- record the That's Rank podcast. Welcome back to the That's Rank podcast. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, where we spin a beautiful wheel full of ideas and we rank them on the spot without any sort of preparation, without any sort of... Where can you you can find us at Instagram, Gmail, Facebook at that's rank pod, that's rank pod. Right in because you know we do try to shout out people that write in. We had some uh, commentary recently, right? We did, we did, we did from uh, from Ashley Porter. Ash, Ash is a as a solid listener for our. He's, he's our first. Uh, he's our number one member actually. He certainly is uh, one of our top engagers, <laughs> and we really want to actually shout that out because without I swear without those little bits of engagement. Mm. You kind of like it's just two guys sitting around talking to each other. It is nice to know that people are listening and enjoying the pod, and we want it, we want a little bit more feedback. We'd really like to, I would really appreciate the stuff that we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like we we've, we've got lots of ideas for the wheel, which is fantastic, mm, but we mm. always need mm. more. So where That's can the, where, right. where can we where can people give us those ideas, Mister Rob? I've already shouted that out, Liam. Have you? Yeah, when you were spitty, busy spinning the so, wheel, I was so I was so involved. <laughs> I was so involved in just keeping that thing going. That's right. That's right. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> you can email us. That's rankpot at gmail.com. Uh, Ashley did chip in, actually, about our, one of our last episodes a few weeks ago now about soft drinks. Oh, yes. Uh, when he agreed that our, our mutually ranked creaming soda soft drink as a number one oh, I saw this. was something that he agreed with. But he actually just recently discovered the Schweppes brown creaming soda. And, and I, I, I wrote back to him going, the what now? Brown creaming soda, well, because we talked about the red creaming soda, we but do. actually traditional, original creaming soda is brown. Sarsaparilla. It, well, yes, right, yeah. because of what it was made for. What, did, what is red? It's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing so, flavour. So, so Swepps have apparently released a new brown creaming soda, and he and, and Ash was very encouraging, you know, to take mm-hmm. it, take to be a bit adventurous, give it a crack. And I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, so I'm going to try to I'm going to try to go out there and for, find it. Ash, for our next recording session, we're going to have a whole bunch of brown creaming soda here, ready to rock and roll to keep us going through the uh, the pod. Yep, we'll replace our normal uh, our normal tipple mm. of our vodka sodas, mm. and we're just going to have pure, unadulterated sugar. Going back to the middle and round again. I'm, I'm going to be there till the end, one hundred percent. Pure adulterated sugar. <laughs> the, the wheel's going. <laughs> oh, my God. What are we ranking this week? Oh, what do we got? What number we got? Number five. Oh, number five is um, Simpsons characters. Okay. <laughs> Top three Simpsons characters. Do you know what this is actually going to be? Um, do you know where this one came from? I did, actually. This came from JV Kanye. 
So if oh, you, really? If you remember way back when, yeah. to when we started doing the yeah, Batman yeah, podcast, right. way back in episode one or two or three, yeah. our listener Jay gave us the idea of doing Kanye albums. Mm-hmm. And we went, we broke the rule originally way back then because we said to him, we can't do Kanye albums because we don't know anything yep. about Kanye albums. Mm. Now, at the time, we, we said no, mm. and he gave us this idea of the, the Simpsons characters, which, mm. is, which is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But from now on, if someone wants us to rank Kanye albums, we've got, we've got to do it. We have to do it. We have to do and it. And that's the thing. We, we, we said that at that time, but then we, that was before we made the pledge. We did. I personally enjoy the ones where, where I don't have like an, a clear, obvious rank. <laughs> I, I actually kind of like and prefer ranking. Yeah. Things that we don't know. Things I don't know. Anything yeah. about. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think. <laughs> it's so random. Well, I've noticed as well, like the things that we rank that have or should have, quote mm. unquote, actual answers. Mm-hmm. Things like books. Yes. Or something like, like that have that people would potentially judge us on our answers for. Yeah. yeah. Are the ones we tend to like not struggle with, but have the most, um, the most issue in coming up with a, uh, with ideas and stuff on the spot because mm. we're probably going into our own heads quite a bit. Mm. You know. Mm. But with things like Simpsons characters, is there a wrong answer? Not re- well. Yes, there is. A, there would be a wrong answer. Uh, taking, Principal ta- Skinner taking it taking aside, taking aside all of the problematic stuff. Right, let's yeah. not worry about any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the the people who do the voices, and we're not going to worry about that boring stuff. We're going to worry about the fun stuff, which okay. is the characters themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say boring stuff. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> what does the Simpson the Simpsons mean to you, then? Well, the Simpsons is. It's the quintessential TV show up mm. until about 1998. After that, uh, but you know what? I can't say anything about after that because kudos to them, they're still going. Still going. After all these years. Yeah, it is quite amazing. It's amazing that a TV show can be going for this long. Mm. The only other show that I can think of is Home and Away and Neighbours and they just can Neighbours. So, um, That's true. Neighbours yeah. is coming to an end, which is a bit of a, a sad, what, sad moment. What's Toadie going to do? Anyway. Like literally, as many Man, as, it's he's been, retiring. It's yeah, legit. How much? What's Toadie's net worth? I don't even know. Oh look, he's, he's blown it all on hookers and blow probably across all, <laughs> all the years. What's Toadie like? The character, not the actor. The actor's probably doing very good things with his money. But yeah, that's coming to an end after all these years. But Simpsons yeah, yeah, yeah. just Simpsons keeps on keeping on. Well, and it is a prolific. It, it it was an amazing show. It was a deeply influential show. Mm-hmm. You know, and I. It was going to the South Park before South Park. It was, but it really was. It yeah. really was. It was provocative, uh, pushing boundaries, yeah. and really, you know, removing the kind of glamour of the quintessential nuclear family. It's very true as as to how it was presented in the eighties. Yep, with your family ties and your all your all your other kind of general sitcoms of happy families. Did I do it? And then you had The Simpsons, yeah. which was obviously about a, a fairly dysfunctional family. And, Super dysfunctional. And I went back and started watching it again. Yeah, and yeah. I watched the first season. And yeah. I was blown away by the themes. Yeah, the topics but, they cover. Yeah. yeah. The first episode, you've got Homer Simpson mm-hmm. takes his child to the racetrack no. to gamble away the last of their money, yeah. you know, which he loses. Yeah. With his best mate, Barney, who's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic, yeah. Um, and they end up getting Santa's little helper. But like well, you, you're looking you, at poverty, you're yeah. looking at families with no money, you're looking at dad with a gambling addiction, making poor choices, looking at that alcohol addiction. Like but then you're also looking at beautiful things like rescuing greyhounds. Yeah, rescuing greyhounds. Honourable mention, Santa's little helper. And coming together, uh, definitely honourable mention, coming together <laughs> as a family, right? Coming together as a family. Yeah. Um, mean, which, was always, which was always what I liked about it. I mean, even Bart and Lisa, mm. who neither were going to make my list, actually. I think it would be... 
I think it would be kind of cheating to put to any put of the actual, actual Simpson. Simpson in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I, none of the actual Simpsons came to my head when, when they did this. If I, if I was to pick a favourite Simpson, it probably would be Lisa, in all honesty. But what I loved about Lisa and Bart... Liam. <laughs> what I loved about Lisa and Bart is that they were totally different, but they also really cared for each other, they really loved each other, and, yeah. really, and really backed each other up when they needed Which to. is what a sibling relationship should be, right? It should be, You shouldn't get along all the time. No. Because you're growing up with each other, you're learning from each other, and you're going in different directions. Mm. At no point any at any point in time, even like identical twins and stuff like that, as much as they play into the idea of... You know, being the same. Mm. Realistically speaking, you're never going to be the same. So you need to have those kind of those. You got to be different. Yeah, you got to be different. Mm. And I really, that's one thing that I really appreciate about The Simpsons, especially the early days when I used to watch it, mm. was that it didn't shy away from any of that kind of the family stuff. Like I remember there's a sim- the episode where um, Homer gets kicked out of the house by Marge. I think is he seeing Darlene, or like some country scene. Oh, yeah, he's having the. Uh, he's not really. He's not really. I don't think he affair. has an explicit affair mm. with Darlene, but there's certainly. Um, Oh, Margie, you came and you found me a turkey <laughs> on my vacation away from worky. Oh, God, that's... Darlene. Darlene. And then Hello, Darlene. I mean, because that is the thing that makes the Simpsons is the side characters, yeah. and that's where we're going to focus and, on today. And, and, and the quotes. And they call back. Like, Darlene gets called back as a, as a washed up. Yes, yeah, so as like a washed smoke, up. Smoking cigarettes. Smoking, and, burnt yeah. out, like... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ex-celebrity in a way. And it's just like, yeah. damn, like that's a kid's cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Marge, this is what I need from you. Pure and utter dependence. <laughs> Homer, that's not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's like it's it's it really did break some boundaries. Unfortunately for the, the later seasons, it's kind of got a bit more, you know, maybe not as not as edgy, but you can't really be as edgy as you could be back in the eighties and nineties. I wouldn't say. Well, I mean, I don't even. And uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's that is the thing. Like, what are they actually? What boundaries are they pushing now? They've already redefined television. Yeah, I, I and I disagree. I think you can be. I just, I just think edginess isn't just actually about pushing boundaries mm. and, and, and offending people. Edginess is actually about pushing and exploring social politics. Sure, sure, sure. And I probably I haven't watched an episode of The Simpsons for a long time. You don't, you don't need to be offensive to be edgy, but you can be edgy. Yeah, you can be edgy <laughs> without actually just you know without without, without bringing yourself down to down to some kind of crude where's level. The, of, where's of the office. edge? Where's the edge if you're not offending everybody? What is it? What is, what is edge? Like? What are you talking about? What, what does edge mean? I'm just stirring the pot. I know. <laughs> Bloody pot stirrer. Um, but I honestly haven't watched a new episode of The Simpsons. Uh, it's still going. I haven't seen anything that's... Uh, the movie, I saw the movie. I haven't seen anything about The Simpsons. I, and I actually I, had it got... It came good again. I actually... I, I heard... This, the movie's probably about my, my point of stop watching as mm. well, to be honest with you. Mm. I got yeah. good again. Well, I, I mean, I stopped watching it way before the movie. So I stopped watching it, like you said, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then they released the movie in, like, what must be the 2010-ish time they yeah. released the movie. All the characters I can think of mm. are definitely going way back. You know, do you know um, Smithers? He started out as a, a black character. He did. Black or tanned. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Because yeah. when, he, when he turned, they turned him into a regular old character, it's like, yeah. well, wait, what was he? Regular old character? You mean a white character? No, yellow, please. Yeah. <laughs> Smithers, what is this so-called iced cream? And look, let's face it. It is, I mean, we're not, I don't, we don't want to delve into the, no, the, no, no, the, no, the Apu issue, but it is a fairly, uh, for, for the Apu issue. It, it is a, a yellow-washed, yes. white-washed um, shape. That's besides the point that, for this particular, particular thing. We're reminiscing on a, on a childhood are. fave. We are. Um, and I quite like the Apu character. I think the Apu character was very, very... Um, 
honourable and admirable for what he was trying to do. An immigrant coming to a new country, trying to make a, a start for his family by, mm. you know, owning his own store and just making ends meet, working 24 hours a day to try and support his wife and eight children. Mm. Do you remember that? I don't remember the eight children. Yeah, she had eight at once. Eight? Yeah, I think she had octuplets or something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it yeah, might have yeah, been yeah. 12. I don't know. She had a lot of kids. I mean, yeah. I remember the episode... Who, needs who, the quickie, who What is it? Who, who needs the quickie mode? I <laughs> do. Damn it, he liked Bristol's song. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is the thing about The Simpsons. It's super quotable. Yeah, yeah. Super quotable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, my brother's a massive Simpsons fan, and we once went to a Simpsons quiz, mm. and some of the questions they were asking, I was like, what the fuck is this question? He was just, like, already half-written the answer by the time really? I was finished. Wow. Yeah, some people just love that. Love so he kept watching it? I don't know. I should ask him. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. In fact, I'm pretty sure when we went to the quiz, he was like, I hope these questions aren't from like season 12 onwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then I'm Because that's when we and I'm cooked. struggle. That's and when I'm cooked. Struggle. Who is still watching it? That's what I want to know. Someone. Someone must Someone's be. Someone's watching it. Yeah, Someone's fo- watching it. The Fox isn't paying that much money for no one to be watching. Yeah, yeah. So, so how are you ranking then a top three? Have you ever been asked this question before? No. Me neither. <laughs> and I feel like it's actually quite a challenging one because – it's quite a challenging little question to be asked. I, I've got a few in my head of mm. my characters who I find mm. the most interesting. Mm. In Me fact, too. I'm gonna st- I'll start. Okay, I'll, you just, go I'll, I'll just chuck one out. Yeah. Number three, Ralph Wiggum. Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because gosh darn, is he, if he isn't the most adorable little thing ever. Yeah. Miss Hoover, I glued my head to my shoulder. Mm. Oh, he's just like he's just like he's that kid in school who like it, mm. when that episode when Lisa he goes to Lisa to be his Valentine. Yeah. And he gives her the, the card that says, I choo choo choose you. And it's got a picture yeah. for the train. Yeah. And then Bar pretends to be Lisa and then breaks his heart. Oh, God, I felt so bad for him. Yeah, you did feel bad for him in that oh, episode. And then, and then they're watching it in slow motion. Yeah. You can actually see the point where the heart breaks. Right about now. <laughs> but he's he's just so he's so lovable and adorable. Mm. And I think I can relate to him a little bit because he was I'm not saying that I was mm. gluing my head to my shoulder and you know That was a beautiful episode. I mean that's really the like the, the height the peak yeah. of Ralph Wiggum. Yeah. You know, in the end when they're sitting on the swings together and I yeah. think it's the monster mash that comes on. What was beautiful about The Simpsons is yeah. like they did comedy, but actually the reason why it was such a good show is it wasn't because of the comedy. It, w- it was a great show because it actually moved moved you at times. Yeah. You know, and it had some really beautiful moments in it, such as the Ralph Wiggum Lisa Simpson moment when they just became friends, but also it was driven so 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 beautifully by the characters as well. Like you couldn't have had that episode where Ralph has this kind of you know coming out moment without yeah. Bart being an absolute prick. Yeah, like if yeah. Bart wasn't yeah. little evil shit that he is, yeah, you would never would have had mm. everyone feeling like having Ralph come around because mm. he called Miss Hoover his mummy. He glued his head to his shoulder. He did all these really silly things, mm. and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this poor kid. Yeah, you know his yeah. dad's a cop, so his dad's never his dad's never around to discipline him because he's already he's already disciplining the rest of the the the, the <laughs> yeah. city. Yeah, he's I don't know what happened, what what his mum's doing yeah. other than he looks his mum looks exactly like Chief Wiggum. They both yeah. look exactly the same facial features and body features, everything mm. exactly the same. But he's just he he's just like the one that you kind of you gravitate towards because you feel sorry for him. Like mm. I don't know anyone with a with a heart who's looking at Ralph Wiggum and going. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. looking at him going, oh, man, this poor kid. Yeah. yeah. You do have a little bit of sympathy for him. And they play they play it to laughs to a degree, but actually – but they walk that fine line. They, they walk it pretty well from memory with Ralph Wiggum. They're never yeah. really laughing at him. No. Like they're kind of using his character <laughs> as a person that you sympathise for. Yeah. 
Um, well, the kids are laughing at him, but that's what kids do. The kids are laughing at him, exactly yeah. right. But, you never, but you're never laughing at, at, at Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like, you're laughing at the kind of world around it, all yeah. the little sight gags and stuff that happen along the way. That's right, that's right. But you're always kind of on Ralph's side because yeah. you know he's an underdog. You know, he's, he's, an underdog. he's an underdog. Everyone loves an underdog. Everyone loves the underdog. And everyone particularly, and no one likes a bully. No. Um, Although, honorable mentions to Nelson Muntz, because Nelson Muntz is actually... Like a very and, and and what they do with Nelson Muntz, they expand the character, right? And they show and they show that he has other his sides. His story is tragic. It's tragic. It's and tragic. He, and he apologizes at times for things. Yeah. Like he never steps to the line. Like he actually Ralph like yeah, Nelson mm. obviously has the laugh. Do you know what's gonna happen with this episode, by the way? What? We're gonna find links between everybody. It's gonna be like a it's like a, the seven uh, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever it's called. Yeah, like yeah, every yeah. single character. Anyway. Well the, one of my favorite episodes is the the short stories one at Springfield and it goes over and He's like, are you laughing at me because of uh, this? This was the largest automobile I could afford. Are you making fun of my automobile? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, then then Nelson gets his G's. Yeah, Nelson gets his He does, but he doesn't learn because he has no one to tell him not to. Yeah. You know, because he has no family, he has no presence. He lives by by himself, right? He he runs his own life. Which is insane. and, And which is also like. Isn't Snake his dad? Snake, yeah, the, the snake, yeah, is he? I don't, I feel like that's correct. I could be wrong, but crime spree, <laughs> turn through crime spree, snake. I don't know. It could be. I, I must have missed that episode. Yeah, but I, but that's what I love. Mm. I love the way that it actually you know through a, a comical show, a cartoon, mm. and and through one of the biggest cultural phenomena. This wasn't an obscure thing. Obviously, this was huge. Yeah, like this this changed. This really did. This was the Michael Jordan. Yeah, era right of of celebrity and fandom, and this was the That's Michael true. Jordan of TV. Yeah, like this was the show, and I'm just oh, I'm just gonna I'm stopped because I'm trying now. I was gonna make a, 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 a little a tie in a tie a tie in a little tie to your number three to my number three. Yeah, because you, you talked about Nelson, yes, and obviously your number three was Ralph Wiggum. Yep, and for a while I'm, 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 I do like I'm not gonna say. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say something that makes sense now. When I, I when I went back to rewatch The Simpsons, crusted the clown. Right? Off, when sorry. I went back to rewatch The Simpsons, yeah, and I, I watched the first the first episode again, yeah, and Homer's down at the racetracks, and he's with his best mate, Barney, mm-hmm. Barney Gumble, Barney Gumble, the alcoholic, mm-hmm. and for a similar reason to to Nelson, yeah, I'm like, damn, this Barney Gumble yeah. is an absolute, like, has, has destroyed his life, yeah. Through his use of alcohol, yeah, like he he really he has he, he just spends every night at Mo's. Yep, um, he lives in squalor. Yep, you know he's constantly, um, you know, he's got very like his self care and his level of function has gone down, and he's really at you know socially you look at Barney with a lot of sympathy, but also you know for lack of a better word as a as, as a real person that's lost his way. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But Barney's a character in a kid's. Comedy and a kids' TV show, and he's Homer's best mate. Yeah, and I'm just like, and I just was blown away by the idea of Barney Gumble as such a central figure, but also as a guy that is played for laughs. Like they're not, you're talking about pushing, pushing, but like boundaries. Sure, like they're playing him for laughs. Like well, they're playing the fact that he's perceived as this great big old loser, you know, for laughs. Oh, his burps are amazing. His burps are amazing, but also that what and where I think it's powerful for Barney is like they're doing it in a non-judgmental. Way mm. because at the end of the day you might be laughing at him, but you're also kind of not really judging him and accepting him for who he is. Yeah, and I kind of think like that's actually so. That's why he's my number three. 
Because it's nice that we kind of like look at him. We understand because that he's we, got his problems. We accept yeah. Barney for who he is, you well, know. And, and and we're leaving him at the par. And look, I tell you what, when Barney ever wants to put his life back together, Barney's had some. Barney was a a member of the one of the, the great um, Stone barbershop Coast. quartet bands in, in American history. Baby, <laughs> yeah, he's had his moments of success, and he's had his moments of sobriety where the world got too much for him. Well, there's, there's a whole episode where he goes to space, exactly where he becomes right. an astronaut and yeah. he becomes like fit. He does like cartwheels, exactly. and Homer's in compar- like competing with him and doesn't do any work to get good. Yeah, but yeah. Barney shows yeah. that he can do it. But then one sip of booze, and it all falls, all falls apart. apart. It all falls apart. But I, what I appreciate is the fact that for Barney, that doesn't mean that even though he's he, he's obviously got some problems, he drinks mm. and it's destroyed his life. The world around him still kind of loves him. Yeah, um, and they still kind of accept him for who he is. And and and, he'll, and he'll, therefore he'll always have that opportunity to maybe step back out out of it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's actually a really powerful message in, in yeah. the story of Barney Gumble, as well as I agree, as well as the laughs that you get yeah. from his character. Yeah, mm. yeah. Isn't it amazing? Like you think about a TV show, like you said, that is all about comedy and making people laugh. Mm. And then what have we done so far? Mm. We've just talked about the deep, <laughs> deep character moments of each of these people. But it's that's that's the, that's the power of The Simpsons, though. Mm. Like when you look back on it, and like um, well, I mean, if you feel all about the cheap laughs, you know, Homer Simpson's would be, would be number one character because he's the the buffoon that gets the cheap laughs. But like, he's not my well, favorite character in The Simpsons. I'm looking. I'm I'm like thinking for my number two, right yeah. now, right? Yeah. And all the characters I'm thinking of, all have rather dark stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like all of them. Like I can't think of one, no, that doesn't. No, like they've me, all. Me neither, really. <laughs> they actually all got pretty, pretty sinister things. But I think that's what makes it so so enticing because it is um, it is so real. In fact, that's okay. My number two, someone who pretends like he's happy at all times, yeah. but he's obviously not. He's obviously finding his mask in religion. Hardly whole neighbor, you know. <laughs> Ned Flanders, man. Ned Flanders. He's such a complex character. On the yeah. face of it, he doesn't look complex, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. On the face of it, he's this like yeah. God fearing, loving man who, you know, who seems to have it all. Yeah. He's got a good rig, stupid sexy Flanders. He's got, you know, <laughs> he's got all this stuff going for him, but he's he's not he's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he that's all it's all a front. And it comes out when his house explodes. That's right. He has moments, and right? He, and he comes out and he just lets it all go. Yeah. And that that to me showed like that as much as you can hold everything in and think that everything's okay because there's always this high power to yeah, save yeah, yeah. you, yeah. there's going to be a moment, there's going to be a catalyst that makes you go, you know what, no, fuck all of you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then his wife dies and then he has to start all that all that I mean, again. just that. Yeah. Like, they killed Mrs. Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> just that as a concept. Do you remember how she, do you remember, at, at its peak, too. Do you remember how she died? No. So they had a baseball game and she was on top of the bleachers. And then something happened and she got knocked over the back of the bleachers and she fell all the way down. Really? And died, yeah. Fire out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And that was a show, that was an episode where, you know, it was at its peak. Like that was in that peak yeah. moment of that first eight seasons, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, would have, or would have been. Eight to ten. Eight to, would have been in around that kind of area. In around that area. Yeah. And they killed Mrs. Flanders to push the, the most, to, to push the character yeah. with the highest degree of. Um, Kind of self belief in a way, yeah. Right? To, to, to test the character who was bound so tightly to 
not not strength within himself, but to an external strength. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, well, let's see what happens when you take someone that's so tightly bound to ideals and ideas yeah. and, 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 and external things that make them strong. Let's see what happens when we test and challenge that and poke and prod that. And, and Ned Flanders kind of reveals that he's just a human being. Yeah. Right? yeah, well, that's it. And that's what I think is so fascinating about the God-fearing man they have in this show, mm. like we're in Ned, is that, all this, all this extra stuff that he's talking about, like yeah. worshiping God and all that kind of stuff, is, is it is just a mask. Yeah. At the end of the day, he is just a guy, but he mm. is trying to su- suppress his own feelings mm. in a way by masking them with something else, yeah. a higher power and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is yeah. really, really fascinating, really, really interesting. Yeah. And yeah. it gives a layer to that character that, on the surface, looks really happy and always happy, but like too happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. too happy. Like Homer gives him so much shit. Mm. Like Homer is an absolute prick. Yeah, Homer's an asshole. Absolute asshole mm. to Ned Flanders. Yeah. Absolute asshole. Homer is also he he's, laughs he's, he's, he's a he's a child abuser. Yep. Uh, he's in <laughs> completely self centered at all times. Yep. Um he's he bullies those around him. Yeah. He bullies people of difference. He makes fun of people all the time. He's petty. But he doesn't know any better. That's the thing. But he doesn't know any better. No. Yeah, yeah. Remember the episode with Frank Grimes? So oh, Fra- yeah. Frank Grimes comes to the, the power plant and just Homer is like just l- likes him and Frank yeah. Grimes actively hates Homer mm. Simpson mm. and kills himself because he's mocking Homer and how stupid he is. <laughs> 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 kills himself. <Yeah>. Kills himself. <laughs> kills himself on electrical. Again, like my yeah. God, you kind of go. But or, or my, I'm going back to Apu and the yeah. Quickie Mart episode when they go back to the, see the head of all Quickie Mart. <laughs> And he's like, you've just got three questions. He's like, are you really the head of all quickie Mart? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, come again. <laughs> and then and Apu's, he ruins Apu's life. <laughs> and then he ruins his moment for redemption. And Apu's just like, Homer, yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah. And actually, like, yeah, it just turns on him, just goes, Yeah, you're tells him, gives him his straight up word. Apu, the one character that would always be subservient. Yeah. Yeah. Apu would always be subservient and neutral to everyone because he was the guy that ran the quickie, quickie Mart. I think and, that, he, and he was impervious. He'd be shot. He'd be robbed. Yeah. You'd have people coming at him all the time. He'd be impervious because he had to quick him out. Yeah. And then he was he was the one. Was Apu God? Was was Apu God? Yes. To, to the town of Springfield, I guess he had like a, he was a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He was infallible. He was infallible. But no, that's a, but but Ned Ned is um Ned's a complex character. Yeah. And I think like when you sit there and actually unpack yeah. it, he's not just that happy guy yeah. on, on the outside. Yeah. Ooh. No, he's not. I'm really and but he, he also kind of learns his lesson and gets his comeuppance for being self righteous too. Well, yes, and that's the thing. That's the thing. That Simpsons, while Simpsons test Ned, always will have an empathy for Ned. Always will allow Ned to come back yeah. to a stable place. Yeah, yeah. and will never push Ned to the point of like humiliation. But however, Ned, they, they, he, they would the Simpsons would always still punish Ned for his self righteousness. That's true, and for his uh, his judgment because Ned was judgmental. Yes. As much as he tried not to be, and the Simpsons will reveal those flaws. What's the crux of religion, right? You, you, the crux you, of religion. you judge people for mm. not doing what you do because of what you believe in. But the Simpsons would reveal those flaws to a degree, but then it would always accept Ned for who Ned was, and that's yeah. the thing about all these people. It, it accepts Ned. Yeah, Homer and Ned at the end of the day were neighbors. Yeah, and as much as they, they had conflictual. Relationship. They also had each other's back a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And they also really helped each other out a lot of times. And and neither actually judged the other for who they were. Yeah. They only hated each other when there was they inconvenienced each other. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. 
But that's the, that's the fear about The Simpsons is that there's no even there's no real judgment throughout its characters, and I think that's its like great kind of strong point. You know? I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Now look, I've got a um, I've been tossing up this number two. Okay, I know my number one's going to be okay. I mean, struggling because I wanted I was going to actually make uh, I realised that I did actually want to put a member of the family in my list, but you're going to can I? Sure, it's your list. I feel like I have to. Snowball. No. Snowball 2. No, no, Snowball no. Snowball no. 3. Lisa Simpson. You are going to put Lisa in there. I am going to put Lisa yeah. Simpson. Lisa Simpson is is the best Simpson in in some and when I say best Simpson, she's just my favorite Simpson. Yeah. Like I said, Maggie was 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 evil. Bart was a little brat. Homer was very uh, just selfish <laughs> I love that. And, and a domestic the, abuser. The infant was evil. <laughs> Marge. Mm. Yeah, Marge was. I guess I don't know what is. What, is, what was I going to say about Marge? Because I, I, there was a, Marge never quite grabbed me as a character, and and I think I think Marge Marge was more the um, the unwilling side. Um, no, what's what's the what, 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 what's the word I'm trying to look for? She was like the unwilling accomplice, more or less, to Homer. To Homer, yeah. Like she knew that what he was doing was wrong all the time, but yeah. she couldn't find herself in find it in herself yeah. to. And I think Marge had disengaged from it. I think Marge had disengaged, and that was the episodes that Marge had when she was the central head of character was when she took ownership of her own life, and most of that was those episodes were the focus on how she was going to leave Homer, right? Well, and the one there's an episode where she gets a gambling problem because yeah. they go to Atlantic City, yeah, 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 and then yeah. at the end of the time, like at the end of the thing, Homer pulls her out of it, and mm. then when Homer pulls her out of it, he just reminds her mm. over and over again. Remember the time I did this? But you have a gambling problem. Yeah. Right? He, he kept rubbing it in her face, right? So he, he does this, all this good work in saving her from her problem yeah, yeah, yeah. and then still makes himself And an then asshole. just puts her down. Yeah. I would have turned yeah. around and walked straight back in there. Lisa. Lisa. Love Lisa. Yeah. Uh, because she's just the, the centre, actually, of the show. To me, Lisa Simpson is the star of The Simpsons. Wow, okay. The show is about Lisa Simpson. Is that right? I think so, yeah, because she's the most capable, she's the smartest character amongst them, Mm. uh, and she's the most unflappable. She is the centre of this wild universe, and it's Lisa's kind of journey throughout, I think, that that gives us the grounding of each episode. She's the one that's never too wacky, that's never too out there, that is a beloved member of the family, um, but is also the one that's always giving us our rationale. Okay. Always reasoning with us about things. He's always delivering. Lisa often was the one that would deliver uh, the moral, um, the, the, the moral, uh, not quandary, but the, the moral lesson of the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it would generally be expressed through Lisa's gaze, Lisa's vision, Lisa's words. And, and, and all char- like, like you look at all characters, Lisa, the lead character tends to be the most centered character. Yeah. And the further you get away from that lead character, the more wacky and outrageous the character comes. And I say you had Lisa and then you had the member of the Simpsons family. The Simpsons family were, were wild and wacky, but they also had moments of grounding. Yep. Then you had the characters around them, yep. which were further heightened versions. And then you find, you know, to the point where the, the, the further the ring's out, you know, to when you had the, the, the Spanish BTV guy and you had the, you know. Hey, um, Dios mio. Yeah, yeah, like the, the, the characters would get wacky and wacky and wacky the further they get away from the central character. Seinfeld's the same. Yeah. Seinfeld had Jerry in the middle, mm. who was generally the most level-headed character amongst them. And then he's Elaine, George, and Kramer around him. They are another degree of hand. And then 
Beyond that, it goes out, and then the further then you get Newman, and then you get a putty, then you and then you get a really wild, wacky close talker. Close talker. That's exactly what I was thinking right, as well. Exactly I was, right. The only good thing was the close talker. <laughs> so that's why. That's, so that's why Lisa is the, is the star of the Simpsons. Like it was about the Simpsons, but yeah. Lisa is actually about Lisa Simpson, okay. and it's actually ultimately she's the one. Um, whose journey we're ultimately cheering for because we know mm. that she's the one that can inf- affect real change throughout the world. She's the one that will be president of the United States. She's the one that will catch the crooked, corrupt government officials. She's the one that will teach us the right way through, so, as yeah. well as being the most central, most human character of the family. I find her an annoying nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, that's why you just... Uh, You've got to laugh in the episode. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's why you're. Um, that's why I'm the Lisa of this of this podcast. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah 100%. I'm the Lisa of this If you're podcast. talking about like wanting to change the world politically and all that kind of stuff, you are definitely the Lisa of this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say I'm more the uh, Colonel Happerblap or the uh, <laughs> Hank Scorpio of the episode. Oh, Hank Scorpio! Yeah, yeah. Oh. You can't, um, it's hard to have him in there as as a, as, a, as a number of anything because he's only yeah, in one yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mention. Yeah, uh, McBain. McBain. Or what was the actor that played McBain? Oh God! Oh no! My eyes, the goggles—they do nothing. <laughs> What's his name? I go. I, I need to go home and sleep in my large piles of money. You can actually go. Someone's cut together. So the Simpsons did actually make the film McBain and someone's put all this little little segments of McBain together and you can watch the, the film McBain. Well, when I say film, it's a short film. Rainier Wolfcastle. Rainier Wolfcastle. Rainier Wolfcastle. I don't want to mention to Rainier Wolfcastle. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> oh, Troy McClure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so what number are we up to now? Then we're up to number ones now. Okay, so I've got Lisa... You got Lisa, and I've got Barney. You got Barney. I, I had uh, Ralph Wiggum, Ralph Wiggum, and and, um, and, Ned, and Flanders. Ned Flanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh man, oh man. I mean, because what do you do? Do, oh. you go, <laughs> do I go the crusty, Ooh. or do I go sideshow Bob? Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, fair call because Krusty had more time, but sideshow Bob. In the in the small time that he had, yeah, you know, it was really, really uh, defining moments for the Simpsons. Was the sideshow Mal, sideshow Bob episodes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shout out sideshow Mal, by the way. Yeah, with, his, um, with the boner in his hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, crusty. <laughs> um, so, so, which one? Say, so crusty or, or sideshow Bob? <sighs> They're both as tragic as each other. Yeah, Bob, Bob, yeah, Bob, sideshow Bob, Bob. yeah. Because, like you said, he's he's super super impactful every time he comes in. Yeah, you know he's in that scene where I think it's the first episode where we meet him and he's coming after Bart. I would love to remember why he hated Bart so much, but I, for the life of me, can't remember why he hated Bart so much. Well, Bart put him in jail. Oh, he did too. Yeah, so that, that montage where he's in jail and he's working out and he's doing the um the chest bump because yeah, he tries to kill. So, he, so sideshow Bob. Yeah, in, gets engaged to Selma. 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 One of them. One of them. Yep. Um, and then tries to kill her. Jub jub. Yep. Um, and then Bart solves the crime. Yep. And then that's what starts the sideshow, Bob. Now he's just like, because his crime was forwarded. <laughs> he's, he's in that parole hearing. It's just like he's got his no, he's got no shirt on. It's like, well, how come, you, uh, how come your chest says, die, Bart, die? <laughs> no, 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 you misunderstand. It's uh, German for the Bart, the. Oh, well, no one could speak, who speaks German could be evil. And then he's like, it just releases him out into the, uh, out into the world. But he's, the, the episodes that I, that 
actually Colonel Happerblap is in one of them, one of the Sideshow Bob episodes. So what's Colonel Happerblap? So Colonel Happerblap is um, fun to say, first mm. of all. But there's an episode where they go to like a an army air show or an air force air show, and Sideshow yeah. Bob is trying to take over one of like here's a nuke in a in a blimp basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Colonel Haverblap is just someone who just one of the colonels who's at the base, right? Yeah, yeah. And Lisa and Bart basically solve this thing together because they're at this air show, and then Sideshow yeah. Bob appears on the um yeah. on the on the TV screen on the yeah. big screen. Yeah, and Lisa notices Lisa that his voice is slightly higher. Yeah, so it's like he's in the blimp, and they open up the blimp, and Sideshow Bob's in there with this like nuclear device. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he presses. He goes, "It's too late, Bart. It's too late." And he presses the button, and this mushroom cloud comes up, and like everyone freezes. Like, <laughs> and then it cuts back to the mushroom cloud, and it's just this little tiny out of the button, out of the button because <laughs> the thing just just didn't work. But there's the thing. There's the scene uh, where uh, he's um, chasing down Bart when they're living on the houseboat. Mm. They put him into like citizens, um, citizens arrest, witness arrest, oh, yeah. uh, witness protection. Mm. And, you know, he's he's walking around the rakes that are around the floor and he can't get out of this, like, circle of rakes. He's, like, the dumbest character. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on. Like, he was so diabolical, though. Yeah, he was so diabolical because of his voice. He was voiced by Frasier, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he had this, like, really deep menacing voice. Yeah. And you know, menacing laugh and everything about him was menacing, but he was just so bumbling and stupid. Yeah. Like he, he, and he would really fall for his own, um, his own... Hoisted uh, by his own petard. Hoisted by his own petard. And perfect case in point, when they're on the houseboat. Yeah. And he's about to finally kill Bart, and yeah. Bart's just like, ah, oh, you know, he asks him to do a rendition, a full rendition of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of some... Pirates uh, of Penzance. Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> and then he see him do the whole thing, just and buys time, just enough time. Because at, at the end of the day, he was just a, a forlorn performer, he right? Was, he was yeah. an artist that his dream never quite came true. That sounds... Anyway, <laughs> he just yeah. became such a bump. <laughs> That's actually what his character was. Of course it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. this whole time, like, he's wanting to be this big, like, thespian, like, yeah. stage actor. Yeah, yeah. But then Sideshow Mel was kind of the same. Sideshow Mel was a bit more, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Less, less, uh, murdery. Malice. Yes. Oh, ironically. <laughs> Mal with less malice. Yeah. True. Very true. But I think in terms of just pure impact mm. for the episodes that he's in, mm. Sideshow Bob, number one. Well, I agree with that, actually. I agree with that because Sideshow Bob, those characters are real. Those those episodes are real standout episodes. Yeah, the the, the, the Sideshow Bob episodes. Oh yeah, uh, and 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 Krusty uh, is is definitely an honorable mention for me because I almost wanted you to go Krusty because I was so tempted to go Krusty myself. Well, you've, got um, no, you've still got a number one. Yeah, but I'm not going to go Krusty. You're not going to go Krusty. No. My number one, Grandpa Grounds- Simpson. Oh. I thought you say Groundskeeper Wheelie. <laughs> Grandpa Simpson. Grandpa Simpson. Interesting. Is my number one character on The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, one of my favourite episodes was when they go back to, to, to Grandpa's time in the war. Yeah. And you just go through. Because what I loved about Grandpa is he was always underestimated. Yeah. You know, everyone would constantly underestimate him. Bart would absolutely treat them like, treat him like rubbish. Yeah. But then <laughs> Grandpa Simpson also was always kind of still 
like holding the, the like the higher position at the end of the day. Like yeah. he was still maintaining his status. He had that like grandpa, though, like yeah, not giving yeah, a fuck kind of yeah, attitude about yeah. himself. Yeah. But when Marge goes to the the self uh, like the the wellness retreat, yeah. Marge goes to the wellness retreat. I can't remember where Homer is, um, <laughs> or maybe they're on the. I think no, I think they go at a couples the couples retreat. Okay, and and the kids are left with grandpa, and the kids just take the piss out of grandpa the whole way through. They lie when he's sleeping. They break his dentures and they, they <laughs> sticky tape his dentures up again. That's right. You know? um, yeah. And then, but then in the episode, Grandpa breaks down, breaks down, crying. You know, your kids, you've ruined me. Like you've picked on me. You're on your own grandfather. Like mm. it's terrible. And he cries and he cries and he walks out of the room and the kids are just devastated mm. because they've just been taught a lesson. Grandpa walks out, starts to laugh and chuckle to himself because he's, he's ultimately <laughs> checkmate, kids. Checkmate. You've shattered me this whole weekend, yeah. but I've actually walked away. Yeah, the, the victor. Winner. The victor. The victor. Uh, but that was my first. So that episode was the episode where I first empathized and sympathized for Grandpa Simpson. And then but some of my favorite episodes have been The Trials and Tribulations of Grandpa and, and the older adults of Springfield. Yeah. You know, like the. Um, you know, there was the what, the flying hellfish. I think was, oh, yeah, his, yeah. was his was his World War Two platoon. Yeah. That was a, one of my favorite episodes. But the cat burglar episode. Speak old me. When That's puts bad. The mystery together. Oh, yeah. By noticing he's wearing sneakers. By sneaking. Sneaking. <laughs> I couldn't quite put my finger on it. There was something much more vertical about the way he was walking because <laughs> the guy's literally walking up a bit <laughs> on a rope. Like, so Grandpa would solve that crime. Yeah. Um, the time when Grandpa falls in love again. Like, you know, Grandpa was always... Ironically, Grandpa was... You know, had he known Grandpa, the flashbacks to Homer's childhood, Yeah, Grandpa was a terrible dad. Yeah. Terrible father. Yeah. Like, and he probably was a real asshole of a father who just softened up in his older age. Well, it's probably... It, it's not... um. I don't think it's an uncommon story either. I think a lot of people can actually relate to that. Like the in real life, like having fathers, because obviously the generations before mm. were parented in a very different way to the to the to them before, and they try mm. and do their best with what they've got, but there's still going to be that stuff that kind of kicks in, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's some people listening who could definitely relate to that for sure. Mm. I think it, I think there definitely is. Yeah. You know, the fact that when you when you're no longer you know, I guess the stress of putting food on the table and the stress of you know running the rat race and and oh, this is what life is now. You're just being um you know you're just being a parent. Like it's a hard it's a hard graft, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it, and it gets on top of people. I think it got on top of of grandpa. And I don't think I think grandpa was just pretty neglectful mm-hmm. of father. Sadly, and I guess that's one thing you'd always get Homer is that he still at the end of the day would always have a positive attitude. I do like the episode where Homer found out what his middle name was. Oh yeah. What was his middle name? Jay. <laughs> Jay Simpson. That's right. It always went by the initial J. Yeah. Ah, my name What's my middle name? I'm about to find Simpson. out. My middle name is Jay. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Grandpa, just because I just think he was uh, the most, uh, for me, the most empathetic character, the one, for some reason, I could connect it to, and he had some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. And I always just thought he was also the one unflappable character of the whole thing. The one guy with... That was that was always presented as low status, but ultimately would walk away at the end of the episode with, the, street high, with the highest status. Street smarts because he was the grandfather, yeah. and because that's that's the thing about grandparents, right? Mm. Grandparents, no matter what happens, always have the highest status in yeah. the family. Yeah. They're always the people that, no matter what happens, no matter what they do, mm. they've always got the highest status in the family. They've always got the unconditional love. Everyone loves the grandparents. Well, not everyone loves the grandparents. I know, I know a lot mean. of families are complicated, yeah. but you know, there's a degree of. Um, 
There's a degree of just acceptance with grandparents, and I think and I think Grandpa Simpson was a good encapsulation. Yeah, nice of that. It's fascinating, right? Because mm. you look you look at this and you can think of hundreds of characters, like you said, Prin- Principal Skinner, um, Mrs. Crabapple. I was going to put Mrs. Crabapple. Crabapple. Mrs. Crabapple. She was quite a, a progressive character. Well, I mean, her and Skinner got together. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, I mean, Principal Skinner wasn't actually Principal Skinner, if you remember. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was a fraud. Yeah. The scientist? Mo? Mo? Fucking Mo, man. He, he, no. he keeps a lot of those guys together. Yeah, he does. Sure, via alcohol, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Buck gives him shit too. Yeah. Flaming. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the crank calls. Flaming Mo's. I'm looking for Amanda. Amanda yeah. Hug and Kiss. Is there yeah. an Amanda Hug and Kiss here? <laughs> but the, the scientist guy? Yeah, what you see now when we put the surface of the sun on it. Naked. Naked. Comic book guy. Oh, yeah. Comic book guy. It's actually one of my least favourite characters. Comic well, book I guy. think that's the case for most people. Mm. Even yeah. people who are like him. Because mm. they're like, oh, fuck, I'm like him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a more innocent time when comic book guy was his comic book guy before he became like 4chan guy. Yeah, yeah. Which is what he'd probably be now. Yeah, my lady. Like yeah. a neck beard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Honorable mention there because he was very close to making my okay. list. Was is Krusty the Clown? Yeah, because Krusty the Clown is Krusty's imp- I mean, in the a, it's an important part, an important character, yeah. isn't he? He's an yeah. important part of it. He was part because he's the kid's childhood idol. He's Bart's childhood yeah. idol, and he's an absolute dropkick outside of the uh, <laughs> outside of when he's on stage. But he wasn't. He wasn't like he yeah, was sure, also sure, like because sure. he wasn't because he also like he was. But then he'd be like you'd kind of sympathise with him, and, and you'd want when he had his comeback special, you'd want him to succeed. Yeah. And then he accidentally drinks the the, the milkshakes and like crusty, he gets like, fat again. He's yeah. like, like well, I was supposed to drink diet milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> when I mean, can't crusty? Yeah, like crusty clown. How do you explain this? Oh, it was terrible. They drove a dump truck through my house full of money. say <laughs> <laughs> It was horrible. Jebediah Springfield. Jebediah Springfield. Gabbo. 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 Uh, well, uh, uh, I guess with my love for Lisa, yeah. I've got to have a shout out to Bleeding Gums Murphy as well. Oh, man. Bleeding Gums. Yeah. One of the, That's one the of, initial. And one of the original. great early characters of The Simpsons. Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, it's your birthday. Oh, man. Happy yeah. birthday. And I guess that's one thing that shouldn't be said in an episode, you know, exploring favorite Simpsons characters, is yeah. their use of the celebrity cameo. Sure. Because oh, it's it's uh, it's plentiful. Ev- everyone's been a celebrity cameo. Disgraced celebrities. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody. And in fact, I think you've kind of like if, if I was a celebrity now, yeah, I'd be like, you know, have I made it? Well, I'm on The Simpsons. If I've made it to the episode of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's 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 when you've really made it. Do like you know a, what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. And we could probably name hundreds more Simpsons episode uh, characters because mm-hmm. there literally are hundreds more. Mm. But we just don't have the time. We just don't have the time. No. We are up to our final thought. And while you're giving your final thought, I will sing the B-sharps, Baby on Board, very quietly in the background <laughs> while you deliver your... Uh, uh, you ready? Okay. Baby the Simpsons. One of the most influential, ultimately progressive television shows of its time, which ironically is now under criticism for... Not being progressive enough. But let's take it back to what The Simpsons really is. It's a show about human beings, Liam. Human beings and all 
their flaws. And The Simpsons is a show that celebrates flaws. With an ultimate message of being empathetic, non-judgmental, and accepting of everyone that comes your way. See you next Tuesday.